Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss the Cars 1978 debut new wave power pop synth-rock classic. The Cars. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. From the Crispy Coated Robots. From the Crispy Coated Robots. That's what you're supposed to say. Oh, it's George. That- That's what you say every time. Oh, okay. anyways, well, I'm mixing it up. It, today's different. Okay, I am excited about this album. What are we doing today? We're doing the Cars. The Cars. The 1978 debut of the Cars. Yeah, it came out June 6th, 1978. Look at you. Yeah, I, okay. see, I mean, you said 78. I didn't make it throughout a year. I can give you the actual date it came nice. out. Well, I didn't know you're such a fan. Yes. So the Cars, a, a new wave power pop synth rock they're kind of hard to classify but yeah. but definitely new wave in 78 it sounded like nothing else on the radio because you're getting the tail end of disco not tail end the middle of disco kind of you know saturday night fever's really cooking well disco and punk so yeah. you had this i mean the very tight stuff of disco with the punk movement that you know prided itself on kind of the sloppiness and everything the anti-music yeah, yeah. and yeah we don't care uh <laughs> which has its place. I, I don't want to bash that, but uh, really with uh, you had those album oriented radio stations, they kind of ignored both punk and new wave. They, they wouldn't play very much, yeah. but they could not deny this album. This yeah. really kind of opened the door for a lot of things. They had to play it. You know? So many hits. I think too, we're, we're talking about doing this album. I was like, man, that cars, you know, album has so many hits on it. Mm. And, yeah. and they have their, their official singles, but we notice now that a lot of the songs that weren't singles are getting played on the radio. Oh yeah. For, for years. Yeah. Some of their, their best songs. And real inventive stuff too on guitar. And of course, the keyboard doing some some fun stuff, uh, you know. You know, I'm a keyboardist, and and sometimes I get a little. Uh, it's like ah, I don't really. Get, that's a little quirky. This stuff is quirky, but I love it. It, it all works. It yeah. works for me. I never have a problem. By the way, the, the keyboardist Greg Hawks is is keyboard uh, and plays saxophone too every now and then. Uh, but uh, as quirky as it is. It just, it works for me every time. You and know? when I first saw the band too, you know, we know that Rick Ocasek was a big part and, and writer of the songs, but mm-hmm. I thought he sang all the songs. And on this album, I was very surprised to see <sighs> Benjamin Orr singing the majority of, of the big hits. Well, uh, that I am also, they sound so much alike. Yeah, it's like Benjamin Orr is just a little bit, I mean, is a better quality voice than Ocasek to me, but, but, but I thought it was the same voice. I, I thought it was the same when I, I figured it out when uh their one of their later albums yeah when uh drive when drive yeah, yeah thank you for helping me yeah <laughs> <laughs> when benjamin or sang drive i was like oh this is really different uh i really like this and then i found out well he's been singing like the whole time and it's really interesting the division of labor on this album we're gonna see that on one side it's the okasic side mm-hmm. uh, and there's one or song yeah uh and then on the other side, it's all Benjamin Orr and one Rick Ocasek song. Oh, wow. So uh, I, I think that was really interesting. You know, that had to be deliberate. Um, but uh, 
really excited to to get in and start talking about this. Yeah, and the first track, "Good Times Roll," and you know we know from classic blues and classic R and B songs that "Good Times Roll" has been always used, you know, in classic kind of, you know, I would say, yeah. uh, what what would you call those kind of songs? To the you know the three chord kind of uh, jive, uh, you know, juke songs, kind of like the uh, yeah. Blues well, songs it's a it's low to me. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah, because it's just like, hey, everybody, you know, who doesn't like to party? Come on, let's party, party, yeah. party, party. party. Yeah. And uh, so Hokasek kind of wrote this as a sar- sarcastic commentary about that that kind of that thing. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So you know his uh, what what does that mean? You know, let's party and we're gonna have a good time, and it's not good times at all. Yeah, you know. So uh, he's yeah, it doesn't sound anything like those songs, and I, I could see where you're. This saying was that. their number three single, by the way. Oh wow, and so. it, it's a good one too, and it's a great lead off the album because of the whole guitar and the keyboard. So let's just jump, jump. into it. Yeah. Let the good times roll. Oh, let's jump into it now here as we listen to the cars, the cars. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect and want a travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with there the show. There we go. Did you let them roll, George? I did. They're they're still rolling. All right. There they go. You yeah. See oh, better catch them. This is the Crispy Coated Robots listening to the Cars debut album called basically the Cars. Yeah, and very that, original there, gang. And that was the the Good Times roll or Good Times roll. Sorry about that. And now on to another hit. Uh, uh, this was what single, George? This is their second single. Another one sang by. O- Okasic. This is the Okasic side of the album, yeah. if you will. Yeah. My Best Friend's Girl. And I want you to listen. Uh, uh, Elliot Easton's guitar solo here, I think he stole it from the White Album, from uh, the song I Will. Who oh, knows really? How long yeah, I've yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to it because it sounds like, I mean, it's not verbatim, but it's it's pretty close. I, I don't never know put if it's two and two together there. How did you, how did you kind of, is that just a personal well, thing? Because I have ears. Wow. Because I can hear, yeah, to be like. <laughs> and the, I mean, the first it. time I heard it, I'm like, "That's I will." But okay, all right. So, so we'll tell you what. Let's and just, get ready for the hand claps. Let's just listen to my best friend's gear. We'll come back and see if George is right. As because right. robots listen to the cars. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. My best friend's girlfriend. Yeah, I like Okasik's uh, lyrics on that. He he describes this woman. Her nuclear boots, the drip dry glove, and then we find out. Oh, it's his best friend's girlfriend, and then he zings us with information that normally would lead the headline. Uh, she used to be my girlfriend. Oh, wow. kind of an afterthought. So we have no idea what happened or how this guy really feels about her. And that that's you know, Kasich did that a lot. His, his songs don't really tell personal stories like a Springsteen, but more this kind of curious fascination kind of uh, just leave it out there because kind of like david byrne to me uh how he i'm this weird observer just walking through this <laughs> life you know kind of thing but speaking so. to kids i mean that happens so much times when you're like in middle school and high school you might be like really odd on a girl you might go with her on a date and then all of a sudden she's dating your best friend and it's just it's just heartbreaking you know so are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about it. I'm, I'm just saying because I, I actually ended up with my best friend's girlfriend. I married her. Yeah, 
Is that what you're saying? No, I just was making a point oh, okay. about the youth of the time. But if wow, okay, I, I well, put, I put the connection together right now. Okay, <laughs> did you not know that she was dating him? The next song is called "Just What I Needed," okay. and I'm sure you've heard it. A That's bunch the number of one single. That's the number one single, and a good reason too, because this one, um, just the starting of the plucking of the guitar, it's almost like we've heard all this album rock. From like oh, se- yeah. seventy five to seventy eight up to up to this album release, you're hearing all these big chords, Boston. Brrr, you're hearing yeah. all this kind of uh, big Wall stuff, of sound. Yeah, stuff, and yeah. then you're hearing when you hear this, it's like gung, 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 oh, gung, it's gung. right in the face. Of yeah, it. this is the Benjamin Orr song on this side. Yes, okay. I, I want to talk about the album's producer. Do you know who this is? Uh, I'm pretty sure, but go ahead and remind Roy me. Thomas Baker. He was best known for his work with Queen, the band ah, Queen. Yeah. And but so he's the guy that produced Bohemian Rhapsody. The vocals in this thing, first of all, the Cars, they're an American band from from Boston. Uh, They wanted this British producer because they knew that based on his other work, they could experiment and and do things uh, that you know maybe an American producer would be a little shy and try to try to get away from. Uh, But listen to these these harmonies here, and it's like straight off of that queen album yeah and you got a a point out too i know being a keyboardist yourself that it's kind of it's kind of one of those first songs i heard where the keyboard part was like so good it it was a solo that uh, it really kind of uh uh it was very you can't separate it from the song yeah that is the the one of the core elements of the song yeah and then uh seeing them perform live on a show like you can go on youtube now and see them perform on like a show like fridays uh like which it was a rip off of saturday night live at the time it was on fridays instead of saturday uh you see how uh, a good of a performer and how they how good they were at the top of their game a lot of people afterwards said they just stood there but they were really into uh this album playing these songs and this is one of the classics here right now you're going to enjoy this one just what i needed as crispy coded robots listen to the cars Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. And we are back from the cars. Yep. Just what you needed, George. Didn't you yeah, like that, that? That's one of the songs that they uh, played at Live Aid in '85. Yeah. yeah. So that song title, though, was inspired by a Twilight Zone episode called What You Need. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. So the the here's a synopsis of it. You have this guy, he's a street peddler, and he sells people things before they need it. And uh, so, like, this down-on-his-luck ex-baseball guy, he sells him a, a bus ticket to Pennsylvania or something. Mm-hmm. And then a moment later, he gets this payphone call, and it's like, oh, I need, I've got a job offer in Scranton, Pennsylvania, I need to go, and, and he's got the ticket. So you have all that, and then, but there's this guy that, kind of figures out, oh, he's selling this stuff. And and so he he sells him a couple of things, but then he follows him home and give me more stuff. You know, I need more stuff. And then he uh, ends up selling him a, a pair of shoes that are too tight fitting. And the guy trips and falls and gets ran over by a bus because he was actually going to kill the salesman. Uh, uh, so... So that's... That's that the ep- backstory of what we just listened that to That episode there. was called Just What I Needed? Uh, it was called uh, What You Need. Oh, What You Need. Okay. What You Need. I guess it explains the next song called Time Enough at Last. 
which was uh, <laughs> also based upon Burgess, a Twilight Zone yeah. episode with Burgess Meredith like breaks his glasses at the end because he can read. All- oh wait, I'm no. There was time. Now. <laughs> there was time. Now. No, the next song is called "I'm in Touch with Your World." Yeah, I never heard this song on the radio. Only when I listened to the the full record. Uh, so it's very reminiscent of of the avant garde stuff that was going around at that time, uh, like the Talking Heads uh, were doing. Uh, but you can be the judge. Yeah, it's I'm in touch with your world as we listen to the Cars debut album with the crispy coated robots. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. George, I'm in touch with your world. Yeah, don't don't touch me. <laughs> this is the Crispy Coated Get Robots. We're listening to the Cars debut album called The Cars. And that was uh our, our fourth cut. On to the fifth one. Don't just stop, George. Don't just don't, ju- don't just stop. Again, another solid new wave offering here coming up. Um uh, I, I did want to mention Okasic and Or. They were uh, they recorded an album together before the cars. Oh really? They were called, called the motorcycles. They were called Milkwood. Oh really? Which Okay. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. But but uh, Hawks, he he played keyboard on it. Uh, so so why I did mean, they switch the cars? Because it was called Milkwood. Because <laughs> that's such an awful name. So okay, so here is uh, former members of Milkwood who formed the cars <laughs> with the song "Don't You Stop." As don't cha don't cha stop as we yeah. listen to the cars with the crispy coated robots. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. Don't you stop, George. Don't stop. No. Don't stop. That's uh, the Cars Don't You Stop. We're listening to the Cars debut album today. End of side one, folks. That's the end of side one, but side two starts very strongly, George. So side two is going to be the Benjamin Orr side, if we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Okasic sings the first song, You're All I've Got Tonight. Another Cars classic. Was this an official single or no? This was not a single. Wow. Uh, which it should have been, but, uh, and I've... I heard it on the radio as much as I heard uh, the official singles, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but I love the flanger effect on these these drums. And again, check out the harmonies here. You can really hear the influence of of the producer Roy Thomas Baker, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's uh, let's just jump into it. This is side two, cut one. You're all I got tonight. As we listen to the Cars debut album, do it. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Oh, there it is. You're all I got tonight yeah. from the Cars debut album. Just keeps building. I love the the Tom the Tom Toms. Yes, know. this is Crispy Coated Robots, and you're right. That whole phalanger thing on the the thing, the, uh, that whole effect is very very again effective. stuff that on paper I would say that is the cheesiest, <laughs> but it just sonically it works so well. For and me. this album really kind of gels together. I mean, all these songs really go. I mean, this is this plays out almost like a Cars greatest hits. Because you have basically, and we said the four singles, but there's there's a good seven songs that are played. Well, you on the know, radio. when they they were inducted into the Rock and Hole, uh, Rock and Hole, Rock and Hole, Rock and <laughs> I love that Rock, rock and Hole. Oh, I know, Rock and the Hole Hall. If thing, you can get inducted into it's the Rock almost and Hole, as good as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But. Not quite, not quite as good the Rock and Hole, uh, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I I'm, I shouldn't even make this point now. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's, no, go ahead. Sorry, I won't, I won't laugh. Three of the songs from this album were what they played that night. They played "My Best Friend's Girl," yeah, "Moving in Stereo," mm-hmm. and "Just What I Needed." Yeah, yeah. So good stuff. that tells you how great this album was. The other song they did was "You Might Think," which was off of Heartbeat City. Heartbeat but, City, here we yeah. come. 
But uh, this album is the Carves. Yes, it, it is uh, classic. Uh, this is, you know, it's it's kind of, I don't want to say it's sad. It's it's kind of amazing they can come out the gate this strong. I guess that's that's testament to like a band that's been playing around a lot and they make their first yep. album. They really take the best stuff they've been playing and, and put it on there. Milkwood. Yeah. <laughs> milkwood milkwood another well this is another one of my favorites this this bye bye love is yeah, just not got, not the everly brothers yeah it's got bye such bye a good love. feel to it though i mean it, it's it's their own and you, know, you think about it they have good times rolling bye bye love songs that possibly you know are, are oldies uh sounding songs but just so uh unique in its own way yeah let's do it it's time once again to pause in order to check out the music here's jim and george once again Crispy Coated Robots, listen to the cars today. That was Bye Bye Love. Yeah. Another or song, right? You said this. So this whole song. This whole side, side written other by Benjamin. Than the first song uh, that we already heard, you've all, you're all I've got tonight, is Benjamin Orr. So yeah. Amazing stuff. So uh, this is a song, too, that lives in infamy. This next one, uh, Moving oh. in Stereo. <laughs> I guess in, in a lot of people, I think, and, and I want to get too. Uh, Graphic on this. Fast times? I'm talking about, yes. And I think okay. there's, there's a guy named Mr. Skin. He rates the top nudity uh, scenes of all time. Yeah, Phoebe Cates. And he gives Phoebe yeah. Cates number one for this scene in uh, Fast Times at Ridgebot High because. Uh, Doesn't anybody have a knock anymore? <laughs> but yeah. moving in stereo is the soundtrack from the cars as she's swimming in the pool. And I think if you're of a certain age, uh, you know, you definitely remember this yeah, scene. Yeah, 1982. Yes, Fast okay. Times at Ridgebot yeah. High. But. Um, what a, uh, and I, I'm not sure if they played this song on the radio until after this, but it's been a staple of classic rock oh, yeah. ever yeah, this, since. Yeah. This was the, the first car song that I downloaded from iTunes when I was rebuilding my cars catalog. Uh-huh. Uh, I just, it's such a weird, quirky tune never released as a single, but just as popular on radio stations. I think it's because there's so much ear candy. Oh yeah. Where that you have the pan from left to right and just the beginning to that. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the few songs that uh, Greg Hawks gets credit for the, the keyboard player as, yeah. as a songwriting credit on. Well, yeah, his, his part, if you don't have that, if you don't have that keyboard or that setting, I'm sorry, just, you don't have the song that beep, 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 yeah. it just, it makes the whole song. All right. I stopped talking about it. Here it is moving in stereo as the crispy cutter robots listen to the cars. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. If you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. And that's moving in stereo from the cars. Yeah, life's the same. Moving. Except in st- for my shoes. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> well, life's the same. I'm moving in stereo. Life's the same, except for my shoes. So is that's not Ocasek doing that. No, that's uh, Benjamin Orr. Benjamin Orr. Right. The voices are so similar. I know, I know. Life's guys, the same. Moving yeah. in stereo. So here's a, here's a weird fact, yeah. though. Moving in stereo... And my best friend's girl were the last live songs that Nirvana ever played. Wait, you messed up. You Nirvana. The Cars. Nirvana so, played those songs? Cobain walked off the stage in Munich and instructed the tour manager to cancel the rest of the tour. That was in March of 94, and he was dead a month later. This was, but these the two were the, last songs they played that were- That they ever played were, were Moving in Stereo yeah. and My Best Friend's Girl. Wow. I would like- to, Are those- Available somewhere? The the copy of those songs? I don't know. <laughs> uh I would love to hear it. But I, yeah. I know that I know that for a fact. I'm not making it up. Great songs. But that was moving in stereo. And we're up to our final cut 
uh, from the Cars debut album, and it's called All Mixed Up. Yeah. I don't have anything to say. I'm ready. <laughs> you know why? Because you're all, all mixed, mixed up. up. I'm yeah. still thinking about that Cobain thing. What, what was up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Let, let's let's listen to it. We'll come back with some final right. thoughts. Okay. This should be the last time that you have to pause this, I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. All right. There it is. Wraps up an amazing album uh, from yeah. uh, released in 1978, June 6th to be exact. The Cars debut album called The Cars. The cover art uh, you know, features a girl at, at the steering wheel, but I hear that they originally wanted something else. Uh, George, I don't know if you have the story on that, but the record company really pushed for the girl smiling and driving yeah, the car. The, the model, she was a Russian-born uh, model, singer, writer, uh, Natalia Med. Divida oh yeah, that's perfect. Uh, Good job. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the other album, um, they just uh, I think they made it for like eighty bucks or something. Uh-huh. And didn't they use it for the inside sleeve though, or something? I'm not sure, but I just I know that the record company pushed for that that picture of yeah. that girl for some reason. And it is a very um, who wouldn't it, want to look at Rico Kasich? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? It is a very appealing cover because you think about their covers. Now, Candy O, which was another album after that, was a very appealing cover, which was which art art. Yeah. And then I, I bought the album. One of the first albums I bought was Panorama, mm-hmm. which basically just was a racing flag on there. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. Yeah, the artist took the day off. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. So, uh, well, didn't uh, they have Vargas do uh, Heartbeat City? Wasn't that his art on there? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Who's Vargas? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Talking to an art school guy. I, I, uh, wasn't that, uh, I believe, if during the Vargas period. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry, George. Uh, that ends the, our Cars episode. Any final thoughts? No. Uh, other than when this came out, they were named Best New Artist by Rolling Stone and Cream Magazine yeah. uh, for 1978. And you can see why. Short album, 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, but, man, every song is great. Every song, you're right, and it, it's one of the, it's rare to find that uh, for a debut album. I mean, you'll get that one song that catapults the band to super success, and usually that by the you know they'll have the sophomore slump and maybe have one single, but that third album they'll really connect. Yeah, the Cars came uh, right out the gate with I would say us. Uh, they right hit, out of the garage. They hit uh, <laughs> they hit seven out of nine, perfect uh, for uh, radio airplay, which is quite an amazing feat. I don't think that's something you see. Uh, very often no it's not and i i did want to mention though that life is the same i'm moving in stereo i thought you're going to be serious and except say, for my shoes i think you're going to say hey uh you know the band did have uh you know rickle casick pass away r.i.p uh, well, and yeah. benjamin Orr did too r.i.p to him too and it was sad too because benjamin Orr's uh Rico Kasich was alive when they were inducted into the rock and he was rock, right. rock and roll hall right. fame. Well, rock and roll passed in, in 2019. Yeah, yeah, right after the the rock hole thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, or died of uh, pancreatic cancer uh, in 2000. Yeah, but it was good to see his son on stage and, and be yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a very fitting tribute. Uh, and they did, you know, they this band did a lot. Uh, and so I, I didn't have any problem with them being inducted. I thought that was really a good choice, probably a little overdue, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. So, so we hope you enjoyed the episode. Join us as we, you know, do these album reviews. And if you need more information on the albums we've done before, uh, go to crispycoderrobots.com and don't forget about our podcast. It, our Tuesday podcast. It yes. drops every single Tuesday, this new episode. What show can tell you that, that every single Tuesday 
there's going to be a new episode. I'm thinking like thousands. But Am but I what right? show with us two on it will tell you one show that have a new show <laughs> every Tuesday. Yes. Just brand new out the and gate. What do we do on that show, Jim? Oh, What's we, different? Well, we talk about pop, you know, think pop culture. Popcorn? Oh, pop- popcorn. Yeah, we talk about pop culture issues. Actually, 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 we have to. <laughs> I don't know what we do on the show, George. Uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Please. So we do top five lists uh, to save the future from the nuclear holocaust that is to come called the Big Glow. That's what we do? Well, that's what it said. Uh, okay, okay. We do. I got you. Uh, but yeah, check us out. And um, we'll be back here next week reviewing another album. Yes. Uh, this was a good one today. And uh, remember, find a way to invest yourself in other people's lives. Okay, folks? Yeah, and life is the same, moving in stereo. Except for my shoes. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy-coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available, because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong, and all the parts that you liked, in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally... Be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.